Have you not known? Have you not heard? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? God who sits above the circle of the earth, who stretches the heavens like a curtain and flings a million billion stars into their courses, he calls them all by name. God, our Father, has preferential care for the faint, the powerless, the weary, the exhausted. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, and he looks upon you. Just like he does the stars, he sees you, he counts you, he calls you by name. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Well, of course you have. And yet it is the human condition that we forget. Again and again, we forget. We forget this basic truth about God and about ourselves. That forgetfulness all too often leaves us living like shades in Sheol, shadows of ourselves surrounded by the phantasms of fear and of anxiety, Our thoughts and our hopes are like wisps of smoke. We reach out to hold them, and they move, and they shift, and they disappear. We look out at our world, and so often we see not the stars that God has placed and named, but rather the sky is shrouded by forgetfulness. We peer into the cold, and we see a bitter place. There is so little that will console. Forgetfulness is a sickness unto death. Maybe we are not fevered like Simon's mother-in-law was in today's gospel. Maybe we are not fevered. But so often we are feverish. We feverishly try to get through our busy days. We try to fit in all the good things to which we have committed. But the logistics can be complicated, and frankly, the pace that we have set for ourselves can be exhausting. We feverishly work toward our goals. For sure, we work toward the ones we've been intentional about setting, the one-year goals, the five- and ten-year goals, the important steps in our work, the things that we know that we want to do to keep ourselves secure in our finances and our relationships, that we know will give us security later, and that will also give us a legacy that blesses long after we're gone. And we work also and perhaps sometimes even more slavishly toward those goals that we have never made explicit. These are the ones that niggle at the back of our heads and always have us wondering, have I done enough? Am I enough? I don't know how these questions go for you, But for me, unless God intervenes in my thoughts, the answer about myself is often no. Which makes this really 
become a question not about busyness or about goals or about ambition, but rather about identity. Why would you or I presume to say no about ourselves when God has already so passionately said yes? We have only to look at the stars in the sky which God has numbered and called by name to remember that he has called us too. He calls us beloved. Have you not heard? Have you not seen? Of course we have. But even though God's voice calls to us from the foundations of the earth, we so easily forget. We become feverish in our anxiety. We become feverish in our striving because of our forgetfulness. I want to go back to Simon's mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. Back in those days, a fever might well be a death sentence. Fevers would pass through a community and there was no treatment. There were no vaccines to protect people. There were no medicines, no IV treatments to help if you're really, really sick. Even this year, with all the medical technology that we have at hand, we have found that the fevers of the flu are so dangerous. Even more so for the fevers in the ancient world. So Simon's mother-in-law is ill with a fever. She is faint in her bed. She is powerless as she is in grip of sickness unto death. Jesus came to her directly when he walked into the house. He came and he took her by the hand and he lifted her up. He lifted her out of her deathbed. He raised her up to run and not be weary, to walk and not faint. The fever left her. And she began to serve him. Well, why? Why did Jesus come into this house and go straight to this woman's room and lift her from the grip of death? Why? Well, because Jesus cares for all of us. But he cares preferentially for those who are faint and powerless, for those who are weary, for those who are exhausted, It is to these that Jesus goes directly to take them by the hand and to lift them up. Jesus invites us, too, to let him come to us, to come to us as people who are all too well aware of our needs, all too aware of our own faintness, the powerlessness we feel in the face of powers around us our weariness, our exhaustion. Jesus invites us to set aside our masks of well-being even for a moment so that our eyes may be cleared from the shroud of forgetfulness and we might find the eyes to see again. Jesus takes us by the hand. He raises us up. He raises our eyes beyond the horizons of our thoughts to see all that he has created, to see the stars and their courses, 
Perhaps you were out earlier this week to see the super blue blood moon, a once-in-a-lifetime occurrence. And in seeing, perhaps you're also discovering that you're hearing again more clearly. Jesus lifts our forgetfulness, and he teaches us to hear his voice as he whispers to us. I am the one who is the everlasting God. I do not faint or grow weary. I am the one who gives power to the faint and strength to the powerless. I am the one who has flung the stars across the heavens, and I call them by name. I am the one who has named you, too. You are numbered in the grains of sand, and you are called beloved. Jesus takes your hand. He is lifting you up. As you wait on him, your strength shall be renewed, and the time will come when you will mount up like on eagles' wings. Jesus is raising you up, and the time is coming when you will run without weariness. You will walk and not faint. The time is coming, because God is the one who is the everlasting God. He is the one who will not faint or grow weary, and he has called you by name. 